Hey, it's Craig. You got Craig's car ride episode. Jeez, I don't even know what episode we're on, but you're listening. That's all that matters. Today on the show, podcast, phone call, whatever you want to call this, is uh, my friend Levi the Poet. I've known Levi for years, traveled with him a bunch. I've gotten to know him and his wife, Brandy, also known as Brandizzle, their lovely cat, Gilbert. There's nothing lovely about him. He's fat. Uh, recently, he's been sick. We'll talk to Levi about why on earth he even bought this cat to begin with and why people make bad choices buying animals. We'll talk about porn, masturbation, sex, marriage. I don't know. We'll... It's all fair game. So that's going to come up in a second. If you're listening, just give you an update on a few other things going on in the world of X Church. New website. It's been uh, a month now, so I guess we got to stop saying it's new, but lots going on at Triple X Church. If you haven't seen it, head on over there. Uh, we just ran a bunch of specials for the holidays. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest special that we have going up right now is Best Sex Life Now. If you go to that and you actually go to the button that says send it as a gift, it's actually half off. So um, we want you to give that gift to somebody this Christmas, we think uh, there's probably not a better gift out there than to give somebody uh, their marriage, uh, just the opportunity to to get maybe reengaged on the sex front uh, or just start having great sex and to be able to talk about that with each other as friends, as couples. So that special is going on till Christmas. Uh, one other thing on the site, December 18th, John Kitna, who played in the NFL for years, Currently, uh, his last team was the Cowboys, uh, and he's played for the Lions, for the Seahawks, for the Bengals. John and his wife, Jen, uh, was over at their house not too long ago, and we shot just this, uh, we're calling it a webinar, and Jen shared some thoughts for for guys, what they need to do better uh, for, their, uh, for, for their wives, and, uh, and then John shared some thoughts um as well and uh so there's something in it for for both husbands and wives uh it's coming up december 18th you can register at triplexers.com and uh, it's free just sign up we'll send you the link uh to watch it uh, uh live that day or to get a download when uh when it's when it's over that's all the news i got um so hey let me give levi the poet a call and we'll get right to it here we go Hey, right now we're talking to Levi the Poet, and uh, he's joined me via conference call, uh, which is fancy technology, because people have complained saying my audio sucks on these, so um, I stopped driving because I'm, I'm not going to drive in the car, and I, I gave... Know, are we actually in a car? I don't know where you're at. You're probably nestled up in, in, nestled, <laughs> uh, in Albuquerque, cuddling with your cat. <laughs> uh, he's here. He's here. Where are you at? Tell us about, for those that don't know and have not read all 19 of your masturbation blogs on the Triple X Church site, um, yeah. What, who, oh, yeah. who is this guy? And, uh, and yeah, you, tell, tell, tell us, Levi. Um, my name is Levi McAllister. Levi Morgan McAllister. Uh, I am the, the masturbation expert for TripleXChurch.com. Uh, no. I'm uh, I'm from Albuquerque, and I live here with my wife and our cat. And uh, I've got to know Craig uh, because of a 
uh, spoken word project that I've been doing for the last seven years called Levi the Poet, and a mutual friend connected us because of a piece that I had written about um, a, a long struggle with pornography, and uh, yeah, so we got connected there and started to do a couple of things together uh, per, per his invitation, and uh, became friends over the years, so uh, yeah, but uh, seems seems to me seems that um, I end up writing a lot about masturbation for one reason or another. But uh, probably because probably because of the poem, right, Craig? Yeah, the poem, or oh. just I I don't know. You, yeah, that was a joke. I mean, you have one article that came out. No, I'm looking November yeah, 9th. Yeah, not really that much. I'm just giving you crap. No, but there was another one, and you said to me when I saw you a couple weeks ago, hey, do I have to write another one on masturbation? I was like, I don't know why we need another one on masturbation. But, so no, you can write whatever. One of them was like, is masturbation helping me stay pure? And so I talked about, I don't know, probably not, maybe, sometimes in marriage. And I wrote a pretty... Uh, kind of scary. I don't I thought I was kind of scared writing it, but I put it in. But then the next one was was uh, the topic was can I masturbate while thinking about it? And I was like, I already talked about that. I'm not going to write that. I don't want to write that again. <laughs> yeah. So hey, I'm pulled up your article. Uh first time I've actually read it. Um That's oh, a great. that's a joke. I read it before it was even know, on the site. But it's funnier that way. So, um a couple things on this that uh, you know, you talk about, and you're, you're way younger than me, but man, I don't know how how, how and why do, did all our parents' generation think Dr. James Dobson was like the authority on all these things? So your dad did similar to what my mom told my dad to do, but my dad never did it. Um, but those dang tape cassettes um, we had to listen to of, of Dobson. But anyway, so, so yeah, your dad... And your man trip. And if you guys don't know yeah. James Dobson, he's still alive. Um, I don't know what he does now, but he used to run Focus on the Family. I think they asked him to leave nicely uh, once he turned like 80. But um, So anybody I would say between 20 and 45 grew up with parents. You know, if not everybody, but a lot of my friends. We grew up, this was like the staple. And you had this... Old yeah, guy yeah. talking t talking about these things. He had a radio show. We had tape cassettes. And yeah, he recommends going on a man trip. He had what? Focus had Odyssey. That was fun for kids. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what that was because we just got the sex stuff. But um, so yeah, tell <laughs> tell me about your man trip. Oh, the man trip. Uh, honestly, honestly, it was great. I mean, it was. I mean. It was funny, and in hindsight, I don't really know why Focus on Family had the. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was we. We lived up in the mountains uh, in New Mexico, and we went on a man trip. We didn't call it that. I mean, I just think it's funnier in hindsight. But uh, went on a trip with my dad, and uh, we we got an ATV. We got four wheelers, and uh, we had a friend who had a cabin. Um, I don't know, like an hour, two hours away from our house, and uh, so yeah, we went up there for the weekend, and I mean, I, I assumed some sort of talk was coming uh, when when we went, but it, you know, it was cool. We ended up doing some, uh, I don't know, we 
rode around and and uh, there was a cabin that didn't have any electricity and so we cut firewood and put the fire on and that was the light whenever the you know whenever the sun went down and then we had the battery powered uh, boom box that I loved because it reminded me of Chad Muska and I loved skateboarding so I put it on my shoulder like him so I brought the boom box to, uh, to the cabin and we had to focus on the family preparing for adolescent tapes and uh, and listen through them and talked about everything from uh, uh, armpit hair and nipple rocks to sex and masturbation and uh, porn and you know cultivating a good family and healthy purity and things. So, uh, yeah, he, he was kind of the curator of the conversation, and then we would listen through it and have conversations uh, about it afterwards or during, throughout the weekend. And, I, I mean, honestly, it was pretty cool. I think it was probably pretty awkward for my dad. I don't really remember how how awkward it ended up being for me. But I think that, you know, after all this time, uh, especially talking to a lot of people whose folks, uh, you know, never and never educated their kids about anything, um, re- regardless of whether it was weird or not. I definitely respect that you took the time to do that with me, and uh, led to more conversations down the line as I got older, and ended up experimenting with some of the things that. I mean, the the joke is. He took me there to tell me, hey, don't look at porn and don't masturbate. So that's the first thing I did when I got home. <laughs> oh, great. So what is this? And uh, then, but I mean, we did get a chance to talk more about it as, as years went by. And I kind of felt comfortable to be able to do that, at least from time to time. Um, so, so that was neat. I don't know. But it kind of started there with the man trip. Hey, and in, in all seriousness, did you, like, how old were you on in this man trip? Uh, 12, I think. Okay, so think did you really 12. go home and masturbate and look at porn? Like you had no idea before that? Because some parents tell me now, hey, if I talk to my 8-year-old right. about this, they're going to go, you know, have sex. And, uh, yeah. yeah, so did you? Did you go? Did yeah. Yeah, I had seen, I had, I, it's not like I didn't know what it was. Um, I, I, I did know what it was, but I, I had had really no experience with it. Like my friends that I used to skate with, you know, they're de- I mean, it was like kind of like laughable how cliche it is. But his dad had the his dad had like Playboy calendars up in the garage, so I had seen it, but never really, you know, invested in it. If you can call it that, it's probably a terrible word, but um, but yeah, I mean, I I hadn't masturbated before, and whenever I got home from that trip, I did, and um, yeah, and that was weird. I, it was like, you know, I. Like this thing that I hadn't really like experimented with, um, that and I then I did, and it was like, oh, this is cool, but also felt pretty, uh, you know, pr- uh, I, I was like, I felt terrible at the same time, so I didn't really know. You know I, I, I'm sure like some of that conversation with my dad went into that, although I, I don't, from what I remember, uh, you know, he's not really around anymore for me to be able to ask him, um, passed away a few years ago, but, um, I, I think, I don't, I don't necessarily remember him, like, really condemning the act of masturbation either, kind of like I did, kind of like I did in that blog, I guess you just have to read it, but I, I don't think he, he, he never really landed anywhere definitively that said, this is absolutely 100% wrong all the time, no questions asked, so I don't know, it was just, it was, it had always been kind of like this 
thing that I didn't really know about. And I still, I mean, I didn't answer anything in that blog either. So no, but in the blog, and this is what you did, and and let's just um. You can just feel free to talk crap then on anybody you want to that you read online that's not honest. I think the thing that stood out on on the blog was like the honesty. And this bothers me today of like, especially personal blogs that aren't yeah. personal. And it's like, yeah. you said you didn't tell me anything, but you actually said way more than most people in making sure. it like personal. And so... I don't know. I don't understand if you're going to have a personal blog or write something personal, but you're not going to share, like you're going to still leave it so open-ended. Like, wh why do you think people are right. still so fake? Like, I don't, I don't enjoy that kind of reading if someone's not going to be honest. And I think the thing that this blog did was, you know, people resonated with just, yeah, you didn't have confound or, you know, solid conclusions exactly on all this stuff, yeah. but it's like, man, this is real for me, and let me just be honest. So, right. yeah, why do you think that's so hard yeah. for people? Like, well, I mean, people can craft whatever view of themselves that they want through it in the internet. I mean, you know, nobody gets on Facebook and says, this is the absolute worst day of my life. I mean, maybe they, I don't, I don't know. I I don't know. I can't make a blanket statement for everyone, but you can you can make you can make yourself whatever you want to make yourself online, and yeah. And I don't think I mean it's not anyone's like prerogative to go out and destroy their reputation or or in, like this thing that you can carefully craft through a Twitter update or a Facebook feed or or a personal blog or whatever. That's like you know I, kind of what I did to that blog, and it wasn't you know it wasn't. It wasn't so that people could say, oh, look, how great, this is, this is great. But, I mean, I, I think I, I kind of got to the, I even said in the blog, it was like, I, I could make this into, like, you know, a, a theological thing. I could make it into a bullet-pointed list about what things I know to be true and not true. I could make it, I could make it all kinds of things. And you can kind of, but, but at the end of the day, it was like, I don't, I, but I'm not 100% sure. And this is just kind of how I feel and this is what I've experienced. And, you know, the experiential feeling stuff is pretty deceitful a lot of times, too. But I just think, I, you don't, I, it's hard to, like, I mean, it was, that blog was hard for me. And I'm not trying to make myself out to be a martyr, but it was hard for me to talk about, like, one, I'm writing this thing for, a, a, you know, an organization that is trying to help people out of addiction. I didn't want what I wrote to be something that, that could, could, you know, give them a pass on something. Two, I'm writing about some pretty personal and intimate stuff with my wife. And, you know, like, I think by the grace of God, she really loves the opportunities um, that we get to have to kind of share with and minister to people through Triple X Church and through some of my past stuff. But, I, but it's still, like, I mean, it takes a lot of, of trust from her, whether it's me or just in the Lord, to be like, oh, man, Revive's writing about stuff that's just ours. And so, some, you know, so some of that was just difficult for me because it's not, you know, it's not just me anymore. Like it's me and her, and there's there's other things that we're discussing. So I, you know, I I don't know. I don't necessarily like reading blogs like that either. And I've always, whether it's through, you know, might be by the poet stuff or through Triple X or whatever. Like I appreciate the the call to vulnerability 
um, even when maybe it doesn't paint you in the best light. Um, I think you can be wrong and, and then later, you know, uh, repent for being wrong, but I think you should just get it out there as well. Yeah, and you told me it took you, and, and, and not that you need this out there, but I'll say it. You know, you said, hey, sorry, you know, this thing took me six hours, and, you know, obviously we didn't pay anything to write it, but, uh, you know, but I think that's the part where it's like, it's hard for people, you know, when you're when you're putting stuff out there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, this is difficult stuff, and no, I think that's why it did resonate with people because it's it's a uh, man, it's it's honest, and yeah, I just get irritated now with like everybody behind you know a computer screen with a keyboard. You know, yeah, you like you said, you can make yourself be or sound like whatever, but man, I'm just so right. less interested in so many so many blogs these days that I'm just like, you're not telling me anything. And then I didn't learn anything new about you that is helpful. You know, it's just, ah, it's, yeah. it's a uh, yeah. noise, lots of noise, but Hey, so speaking of being honest and oh, truthful, you wrote a yeah. fictional album. Yeah. yeah. This I, is, I this did, is, this uh, is new. So yeah. if, if you don't know, if people don't know your past stuff's pretty personal, this new album, yeah. tell us about it, and uh, uh, and then you can mention to Dave. Dave is editing videos for us, and I think the last four yeah. videos that I've seen previews of, track three has made its way on too. Um, so you might need to hit Dave up for some royalties, uh, or tell him no, to stop I, using the Great American. Oh, and Dave likes baseball. Great American game. That's probably why he's doing it, because his love for baseball. But uh, I've noticed that song, uh, and Dave keeps using it. So not just me that oh, likes this song. Man. So yeah, I think he actually. It's funny is I he actually hit me up for that. I think the same day that we were trying to get it through uh, music bed to start to try to start the licensing on it, and I was just gonna give it to him, but it was but I forgot. It's funny that. I think he brought from our Kickstarter video. So anyway, I was gonna get this over anyway. That's fine. But yeah, the, the album is called Correspondence of Fiction. It's the fourth album that I put out. Or we now. I mean, this project is called Levi the Poet. There's a lot, 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 lot more people that are part of it than just me. So, um, so we put out this album, and uh, mostly I just wanted to. I wanted to try something new, and I wanted to. I got this idea to write a fiction um, after I had listened, uh, well, after a few things. I, I started performing with a lot of, of spoken word artists, and some just fantastic, some not so much, some so growing. And, but one of the things that I realized, especially among like Christian spoken word artists, is that a lot of the poetry that I had been hearing was uh, it didn't really it didn't really invite me into any sort of story. It was like. Uh, you know, a bullet-pointed list of theological truths that all rhymed, and then, you know, you could say it from a stage and call it spoken word poetry. And sometimes that's that. Like, I don't want to act, like, just so arrogant that none of that stuff matters or is, or is real, but with some of it, I just kept on finding myself being like, why why should I care about this? Kind of like maybe even like what you're saying about some of the blogs where, you know, you can, you can read through something and, and see a lot of truths and acknowledge that those things are truths, but at the end of the day, it does nothing really to sympathize or empathize with, or there's, there's nothing really to enter into or to relate to. So um, I just I just 
I mean, I hope I hope that a lot of my stuff for a long time has been a story that people can enter into, and um, and it has been really personal. And a lot of, for a long time it was really topical too, whether it was you know pornography and sort of the you know pre and pornography thing that Triple X put out or. Or suicide, suicidal for a long time. Suicide. My dad committed suicide three years ago. Uh, so I mean, there, there was like there were, there were a lot of things that um, that were just you know kind of testimonial or autobiographical and nothing else. But I, I got this idea kind of randomly one day while I was driving in the middle of a tour to write a story about a boy and a girl who love one another. And the girl's dad is a whaler, and they go to sea, and then the boy is at home building this girl a treehouse, and it's like, it's called correspondence, because it's the letters they write back and forth to one another. Um, so yeah, it was, it was like a weird children's story, slash, you know, whatever it ended up being. Um, and I liked that idea. I had been listening to a lot of uh, Timothy Keller at the time, a lot of lectures by him on art, and, uh, you know, specifically art. The Christian, uh, and he he he, uh, he had he had mentioned a lot of uh, Tolkien stuff, like Lord of the Rings, and he just said that Tolkien just wanted to create good art because he believed that God was a good artist, and that he wanted it to be a gift to all people, not just Christians, and that he just wanted to do something to make the world a better place. And he didn't even really see any sort of like redemptive theme throughout his stories until he went back and read them. But it's funny now because. You know, Lord of the Rings series is like hailed as this Christian epic, which I don't think it's not. But Tolkien's point was kind of like, well, why don't I just write something as a Christian as opposed to writing something uh, that is specifically for Christians only or something like that. So I liked that idea. I liked the idea of of, um, just writing something that I hoped was good and excellent um, with Christ inside of me, using him as kind of a lens to view the world through rather than, um, like saying something very specific about him that maybe only a Christian might be able to relate to or, or that would automatically turn someone off who, who is like, Oh, I hate religion. I'm, I'm never going to, never going to listen to that. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there was a lot that went into it. Ultimately, I still think it's very personal. There's a lot of themes that run throughout, uh, you know, um, what, uh, what what is it? What I'm thinking, um, I don't know. And there's indifference that runs throughout. There's idolatry, and like this this girl's dad is a is a whaler chasing this whale, and it's like his prized thing, like a Moby Dick type of story. But he's simultaneously destroying his family's life at the same time. And so, I mean, there's definitely a lot of of, of me in it. Um, but it was really fun writing a fiction for the first time and kind of exploring something new that stretched my writing and, um, you know, and, and doing something that wasn't just like all about me. And, and so, I don't know, it's, it's been cool. And I, I had a lot of fun doing it and the guys that helped me work on it were just amazing. So, some of the music that my friend Alex Sugg wrote for it were great. Uh, it's all great. So I don't know. Uh, it was it's definitely a lot different than what I had done in the past, but it's fun. Hopefully people enjoy it. I know you helped out with it. Thank you. Yeah, I played background. I sang. I wrote. Yeah, the poetry that you did on it was just great. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, any way I can contribute, you know, behind the scenes is one thing, but being able to be on this project, um, yeah, I mean, it's weird that I'm not going to go on the tour with it, um, but that's a whole. No, it is weird, and the fo- 
that you contributed. Um, thanks to Craig Grossman. Uh, they're just great. The photos, your photos. Yeah, I can really do it all. I mean, and that's, I mean, I don't want to boast. It, it is, it is, I guess, my podcast. So I, I do, I do. If people don't know the talent. Your here. modeling pictures, the compliments of Triple X Church were just great. <laughs> oh, geez. Yes. No, it's, it's good. Uh, <laughs> hey, you, you skipped over, and I know this. Um, you, I mean, you said it pretty, pretty fast there while you were talking that your dad had committed suicide. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, I lost my dad now a year and a half ago and to yeah. more natural death. But, uh, yeah, does that ever, like, uh, I mean, how how's that, how have you got through that or how has that changed your your life? Oh, man, uh, it's changed it entirely and in good and bad ways. Um, my dad was sick for a really long time. Uh, mentally and physically, there's a lot that I could, and I, I mean, we could talk about it forever, but uh, he was really sick for a really long time, and eventually his mind snapped. He had a bipolar depressive disorder combined with some anxiety issues, and um, that mixed with chronic constant back pain that uh, had surfaced and then gone even worse as a result of a bad surgery, and so... Uh, a ton of medication all the time, a ton of, so, yeah, so after about seven years of kind of um, going from being a, a pastor and a missionary who was, who was, who worked a lot, both locally in Albuquerque and then also traveled internationally to go from, like, a, a pretty active person to, um, to just being uh, debilitated and laid out on the ground in our family's house for seven years I uh, just lost it and um, and killed himself. Uh, it was crazy. I, I hadn't been, things had gotten weird, like, well, they hadn't gotten weird. I, I just, I wasn't home a lot, and it's something I regret. I didn't, uh, I didn't really invest a whole lot of time in my dad during those years. Uh, I was young. I had just started dating, uh, well, yeah, I, I just started dating my now wife. I wanted to be out of the house. I started touring during those years. Um, it was just, you know, I wasn't there a whole lot. Uh, neglected a lot. And um, it's hard to think back on. I mean, that you can always, like, go back with the what-ifs and all that stuff, and you can't really dwell on that for too long, but it'd be a lie to say that it's not difficult. Um, it, was, it was strange. I mean, I... You know, yeah, so my dad, I'm, but I, I'm, I believe, like, with all my heart that I'm going to see my dad again. Uh, he was a Christian. He, he, like, raised me to love Jesus, and uh, and I'm, I'm so thankful for that. And honestly, I, I never really loved Jesus as much as I did uh, until he did commit suicide, and I, I got to be, uh, be comforted by Jesus in ways that I had, had not before and be um, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, the, the scripture talks about God as a father, and I got, I got to uh, understand a little bit about what that meant um, after my own father passed and, um, and, and still having, like, a father that didn't abandon. And that, that, you know, I mean, a lot of people say stuff like that. It's like, oh, let's minimize your pain and situation by saying how good God is. 
I, I hate that. I mean, that's that's definitely not it, but but definitely, um, I, I I grew a love and a joy and an affection for and in um, in Jesus uh, more after that, and I'm thankful for that. And, and it's kind of a, it's been hard uh, throughout. I mean, you kind of go from that point of of like embracing this love that's still given to you through the midst of a bunch of pain and heartache, and then you know time goes by and things hurt more and kind of, I, I mean, I, I definitely have days where I'm so, so, so angry that I could, I mean, I could just be violently angry. Um, I could, and I could see that and it's, it's stuff that I have to uh, pray through and talk through with people. Um, but it's, yeah, so it's definitely not, uh, it's not something that I'm, um, it's, I, I, I would love it if my dad were alive and well. Uh, he was so sick for so long that, to be honest, there were definitely times when I, you know, our family just thought, Lord, like, if you're not going to heal him, then take him. And uh, I wish it didn't happen that way. The response that, that came out of that from other people, just because I had already been doing Levi the Poet and talking through a lot of stuff publicly was weird. I mean, you got all kinds of belief about uh, suicide and Christians committing suicide and weird, uh, you know, like, like it's an unforgivable thing. And so I had people writing in saying, like, literally, I, somebody commented on my Facebook thing after I had posted about it saying, hey, sorry, your dad's in hell. I was like, <laughs> I don't, one, I don't agree with that, too. I don't know why you would ever write that on somebody's thing, and it pissed me off. But, it, but at the same time, it's given me a cool opportunity to be able to be transparent about it and talk talk through it because I just don't believe I just don't believe that you know like I just think man all of my sin was future sin when Christ died on the cross for it uh, the same as my dad's uh, was and I, I just don't think that his grace is like too weak to cover that moment uh, of weakness even though it it ended up defining a lot of a lot of people's lives. Uh, for much more than a moment since then, but yeah, it's just been crazy, and it's, you know, it's given me uh, a lot more appreciation for the men, especially older men that I do have in my life, um, to, to not take those relationships for granted, um, and it's made me very thankful for the people that the Lord's brought in to be able to, to not fill that role, but to, um, I don't know, just, just give me relationships like it, so I don't know, man, a lot's changed, and I know you and I, uh, well, we did that event up in Seattle right after, it was it was pretty soon after your dad had passed away, and you and I both talked about it then, so, I mean, that's something that's kind of interesting, too, is that uh, I had spent so much time with Levi the Poet, or, or whatever the ministry or, or project stuff that I had been doing, trying to let people know that they weren't alone, you know, and I, and I think a lot of times I would forget that I also wasn't alone. Um, and so it's given me an opportunity to be able to sympathize with others and, and walk through, you know, similar losses with other people. Um, and I always kind of appreciate that camaraderie, even though it's hard. So, yeah, no, man, it's, it's, uh, it's rough stuff. Um, what, uh, all right. Turning a corner to something happier. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about sex. Yeah, happier, let's man. talk about sex. Um, one, why masturbation, death, sex, you know, uh, no, just, <laughs> we're hitting it all, hitting it all here. 
And hey, to the one to the one guy that keeps emailing me and posting on social media, you need to get Levi the poet on open twenty four seven. Um, he, <laughs> his, his price tag was too high. No, he was not. Those were not shooting anymore. But this quality now, Levi is on the first podcast with good audio quality. So it's not you can't look That's at his right. face. But um, yes. Yes, we're doing we, the best that we can. We're not doing those anymore. Um, we are moving on. Why aren't to, you doing those anymore? I mean, why aren't we doing dirty little secrets anymore? And um, <laughs> why aren't we doing? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that answers it. Then. Hey, you have new albums. We create new ideas for podcasts. I can't make I albums. Know, I agree. I get bored. Um, it's we did twelve. Um, they were. Good. I like those. Like sit down the, interviews with people. The restaurant kicked you out, didn't they? No, we, they didn't want you filming their coffee anymore. No, we kept going to different restaurants. If you watched, but no, they were good. They uh, they were expensive. Um, and I think the thing I didn't like about them is I like. I mean, and, and if people know me I just, I just like being able to do something and have it out like instantly. And so when you do something. I'm not saying this isn't quality, because it is. Um, but Six second block. <laughs> yes. So I like to spell check after, and I like to just hit publish. I never like to hit schedule. So those we did, and then we had another company do them, and they're great. I mean, they turned out great. We just we couldn't sustain that um, all the time, and so um, we keep moving around on podcasts. I felt like after listening to the Bad Christian podcast, hey. Wow, people are actually listening to podcasts again. So let's do an audio thing. I know. And um, Isn't that weird. Yeah, I felt like they did go away, like for a while. Don't you think? Yeah, I never wanted to listen to a podcast. I thought that sounded terrible, but I I listen to a lot of them now. Honestly, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's just, yeah, it's weird. I, they have like a, a comeback. All right, who do you now. listen to? Who it's probably Matt Christian. Who do you listen to? I haven't listened to an album. I haven't watched a Levi That's video. Right. What? I you was eating. What, I did. I I have watched Best Sex Life now. And I watched your Open 24-7 with Jeanette. Mostly because I just wanted to see if she would think. I just wanted to see how you interacted and how awkward it may or may not be. But it wasn't bad. 
Okay. Well, I even went to your live show the other night. So, um, you even did. I even got there on time. I ordered pizza during the show because I thought, like, you know, it's a venue wasn't going to have enough food and your wife was hungry. So, anyways, I, I, I don't, I'm not that guy that in order to be my friend, you have to listen to all my stuff. But, Levi, as my friend, yeah. you do need to watch yeah. my latest telemarketer video because this one, <laughs> Giving Tuesday, it just came out. And, um, you know, what's funny is we were shooting the series that I want to ask you about. And my phone rang, and it was a telemarketer. So, what are my chances that I have a videographer shooting me while it's on? Oh, Dave shot it. Yes. So this is my best telemarketer quality. It's not my funniest, but if you go look at my other ones, it's like me driving, trying to videotape myself and talk to somebody. Like this one is, this one's top notch, and uh, it's about Viagra, which I thought was fitting because we were shooting a series on sex and he's swearing that I ordered Viagra from him. Well, I'm looking at it right now. I won't watch it until we're off, but I've got it up on craiggross.com. Okay, well thank you, friend, for supporting my telemarketer videos at least. Uh, so yeah, hey, I sent you this series, Best Sex Life Now. You've been married for yeah. two and a half years? Three and a half years. Three and a, okay, skip Three and a half. It'll be uh yeah, it'll be in April is our four years. Four years. So hey, not yeah. you know you don't have to go check with Brandy on what you can say and not say, but uh, yeah. the, uh, no, just sex. So I think four years in, you know, yeah. back to your camping trip with your dad. Could you have yeah. ever a thought like growing up that like sex would be at all difficult or? Like, just, just the reality, like, I guess yeah. tell somebody, your sister's getting engaged now, so if your sister's listening to this podcast, what, just uh -huh. here's your chance on the microphone, what are you going to tell uh, your sister and her new fiance <laughs> about what what to expect, what sex is really like? Go ahead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> My sister, you're setting up for the worst. And could you say her name, too? <laughs> your little sister, uh, could you say her name while you're doing that? Uh, dear Bree. <laughs> oh, you don't have to make it into a poem, but, uh... My headphones just fell out of my ears. Um, no, I think, no, well, I mean, to answer your question, I don't think that I did, I don't think I ever thought it would be difficult, probably. I mean, I've watched a lot of porn. Porn never makes it difficult, so, uh, you know, as cliche as it is to fit right into the stereotype, uh, I, you know, it's a true one. That's why, it's, you know, that's why we say stuff like this isn't real. Um, and and uh, uh, I just read something the other day you had posted about saying a porn star's real name or not being not going to shy away from stuff like that because we want real life, not fake life. I thought that was cool, and I, you know, I mean, it 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 did affect um, one. Uh, I I've not I, well. I just think I've had to have a lot of conversations with brands over the years about the way that porn has affected the way that I use sex, and even I mean, even even sometimes, you know, I I mean, that doesn't all go away. There's still like things that I conditioned myself to think it was going to be like, or ways that I conditioned myself to think it would be. Um, that it just isn't, and I, and I, I mean, I like sex. I like it better than 
I, I love it. It's great. I, but I think, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, I think, took me by surprise and continues to take me by surprise how difficult it can be and how it's kind of a constant conversation and uh, both literally and figuratively where it's like this is something that we're going to keep on talking about. These are I never thought about having to talk through, you know, expectations or or like positions or things that you like or don't like or, uh, you know, or, or the way that I thought that something was based upon what I had seen for so long versus the way that it actually is and it being messy. And, I, you know, there's just so, so much that goes into, there's so much that goes into cultivating that relationship and that intimacy that is just completely absent from, and not just porn, you know, whatever, a TV show, like nothing, it's always the easiest thing in the world. It's always the most, like, enticing, wonderful-looking, easiest thing in the world. And, uh, and, and I guess in real life, it's just not that. I do think that it's great. I do think that it's worth putting the work into, obviously, I, I, you know. But uh, it, it, was, it is, um, you know, it, it is kind of, it, it does, it continually takes me by surprise how, how difficult things can be at times. So, yeah, I don't know if that answers no. it. I, I can, we can assume that that's all addressed to Brie. Uh, yeah, so, hey, you watched... So I sent you the series that we've talked about enough. You haven't listened to podcasts, so um, I've mentioned it a few times. Best Sex Life Now. Um, that's yeah. all right, though. It's it's not a telemarketer. It's a, it's a video series about sex. And so then you watch the first episode. Right. You text me, and you're like, I think you you used some sort of profanity. but uh, Or maybe yeah, you probably. just said, thanks, I, jerk. I say some profanities sometimes. So I don't know. Uh, you know, there it is. Maybe, yes. We're being real. Um, yeah, I've never heard those things, and so um, or said no. them. But um, no, I no. think you just said jerk, or, or maybe jerk off. But uh, you said, right. "Hey, thanks. Watch the ten-minute video, and then you know, got into a two-hour conversation." So, um, yeah. So on that end, it, like, is that um, so? That would you say that's out of the norm for you? kind of prior to that, saying, hey, we're going to now spend two hours talking about sex and then talking about... I mean, that led to other topics. But yeah, right. why is yeah. it that you think... I'm just writing something now, and um, right. that's why I was late calling you, but just this idea of why do we... Is it because of our... Christ, like, why is it that we think so many things are off limits or hard to talk about within marriage or within yeah. family or friends... Um, and especially around these issues like sex, it's like so sensitive that we think we can't go there in these conversations. But then when we can and we do, yeah, I feel like it opens up so much. Yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. And it's, it's, it's a bummer. I think, I think that there's a stigma that surrounds it. I don't know where it comes from. I think that a lot, I think that within the Christian tradition, like, it too often has been viewed as, I mean, that, like an analogy that, um, you know, that I, honestly, Brandy and I have had a lot of conversations about that and haven't really felt like it's off limit. It doesn't mean that it's, uh, that it's not difficult to talk about because it does take time and sometimes you just get exhausted before you even start. And so maybe that's part of it too. It's just like, oh, I'm not going to put in the effort and that passivity that is, is, ends up being devastating too. I don't think that we've ever felt like it's off limits, but I do think that it can be difficult. 
Um, I think we, like here, just speaking personally, I've been really thankful for the community and, and kind of the church and the things that we've been a part of uh, in Albuquerque that I feel like has cultivated a, a an environment, um, at least among us, like whether whether it's, it's us personally or us within, you know, like whether a community group or something like that, that has, has we, it has, um, it has been very real. It's been a, it's been a, a transparent um, community to be a part of, at least here in Albuquerque, um, in our experience. And so, uh, I've, I've been, I've been thankful for that, and I've, I've also taken it for granted going other places, realizing, oh wow, this isn't the norm, and and a lot of stuff um, that, like even even the Levi the poet stuff, which which did go into some of the issues that we're talking about. Like, people would always just be amazed at the vulnerability and transparency, and that's great. Like, I'm glad that it, it was good, but I was always amazed that no one else had gone there. And that's not to say anything great about me. It's just to say, you're right. There is, like, this darkness that surrounds topics like sex, and and, and, I, and that's so sad because sex is such a great gift from God, and, and I think that's something that you guys talk about is best sex life now, which is such a ridiculous title, but other than that, um, I think, uh, I, I, so we, we watched the, we watched the first 10, 15 minute video, it led to conversation, we talked for a long time, I did, I texted you and told you that I realized how much of an ass I had been, excuse me, in certain circumstances revolving around me and my wife's, uh, intimacy and just how selfish like I like you, you talked about sex being selfless and serving, and these are all like truths that I know. But I think that when you do open yourself up to being able to talk about them, um, you're you're reminded of things in a very, in a more real way, other than just these like truths and things that you subscribe to that end up being petty outside of you working through them in a relationship with your with your other. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it was good for us. It was hard. It led to conversation that was. You know, didn't have anything to do with sex. Just like I mean, I mean specifically for me, just a selfishness in general. Um, but that was infiltrating every part of my life and our our life. And so I, it's, it was good. I, I'm not I'm not all the way through the series, and you know, maybe there'll be things that I don't like about it too, and that's fine. They're, you know, I, I'm more. I think I really enjoy the conversation. Um, I mean, there's definitely things to be like united in that I kind of feel like are non-negotiables but uh, outside of that I really enjoy the conversation at different viewpoints and and I've kind of enjoyed that about some of the stuff that Triple X has been doing too with people that kind of stand in quite a few different places on different issues but open it up for a lot of people to be able to think through things and and that was good that that was something that we were able to do because of that yeah awesome man well uh we gotta run. Uh, hey, just just so people don't don't know, um, you're um, so so. I have some ideas, and I would say I'm quite opinionated. Uh, I have my opinions. Um, oh, you're not. Oh, so let's go back to whatever you said first. What did you say exactly? What? No, the uh, the opinionated versus yeah. you have an opinion. Yeah. What would you agree? I'm just throwing you under the bus. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. Well, just because your first Kickstarter video sucked, so... Ah, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's true, and you helped. No, so I wanted to say, like, what did you... I'm just trying to get hey. get the... Um, 
I wanted to talk about the Kickstarter video because um, we're, um, I think people can still see it. But, um, yeah. Wait, Kickstarter keeps it up, right? Yeah, it's, it's still up. I'm going to, yeah, it's great. It's there. No, I'm just wondering. So, hey, when you, when, so, anyways, we're at, I'm at your house this summer. We were talking about this new uh, album that you had. And then, um, I would say it was between me and Nolan. We we kind of said, "Hey, let's. What about this idea?" And it sounds really horrible. I think looking back at it, but somehow you went along with it. Um, um, with this, uh, you and a cat, and um, yeah, yeah, just, just uh, yeah. Looking back, do you do you uh, do you think? Uh, I guess. Uh, do you that think, was great. What do you think? Do you think? Uh, you think it worked out? Yeah, it worked out. It worked. It, yeah, it's great. We still have the. I still have the. Um, I mean the. What is it called? Wallpaper. It's still uh, all ripped up on my wall. Those things that we taped to it. I. I still got to cover it up. Been. I haven't done it. Uh, no, no, that's, yeah, it's, it was. What's it? No, it was fun, and we tried to get you to Kickstarter away your cat. Um, so. Yeah, we did. Gilbert's still here. I. T- I kept. Multiple people on tour have asked me about um, who, where the cat went. I was like, are you kidding me? The cat stayed in my house. My wife would leave me. After, even no matter how no matter how many of uh, Craig's um, video series we went through, if I got rid of the cat, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be out of my own. So the okay. cat's still in the house. Okay, so let's end this on a on a, I'm, I'm looking for reasoning um, and some solid uh-huh. answers here. Ryan Russell on our team, okay. who uh, uh-huh. just bought for Thanksgiving his kids a dog, and uh, yeah. there's dog photos that instantly went up on Instagram, and I instantly want to hit unfollow because, yeah. oh, oh, like Michelle on our team and her dogs. Tara used oh. to work for us. Dog, oh. but okay. Gross. So then you bought your wife a cat for her birthday. What a year prior. Yeah, me and a bunch of people here. Okay, yep. Brandy's not going to listen to this, so let's just get back to honest Levi. Why do people yeah, like Levi and people like Ryan buy animals for their kids or spouse, um, knowing they'll regret that within a few days, if not weeks? Um, but could you really, mm-hmm. could you really tell us? Uh, this is coming from a non-animal lover, a heartless self like me. Yeah. You guys. Mm-hmm. Are these really poor choices that you've made that you've uh, now can't get out of, or what? What really? <laughs> what was the real reasoning to really do it? Um, because now you, your life does not go on without these animals. This animal, right? So what? What do you think um, leads to these poor choices? Because uh, Ryan just made a very bad one. You made one, um, <laughs> and then several, and then like Michelle has seven of them. Um, she can't leave. Oh, wow. I don't even think she seven can go out. Bad choices? Yeah, oh bad. She just keeps taking in more animals. So whenever I'm like, Michelle, are you going to come to Vegas with us for the next porn show outreach? What do I do with all my animals? It's like, well, don't have so many of them. Like, so anyways, <laughs> please answer my question. Um, my, my answer is that there have been multiple times when I thought that Gilbert, uh, our dear Gilbert, was a bad choice, but uh, not, but that's probably only um, monetarily, <laughs> and uh, and I think that ultimately 
Brandy loves Cass in a way that I will never in my life understand. But I do like him, and uh, and she's very happy that she has him. And so, out of love for her, it was an acceptable sacrifice. That's my real answer. So, because we love our spouses or our kids, we right. we do it out of love, our deep love for them, not knowing what we're really getting into. That's right. But you have instilled your hatred of animals and your children so much that Elise is probably scared of a picture of Gilbert. So you don't ever have to worry about it. No, I don't. So would you ever just leave the door open a little bit and and then hope that Gilbert just doesn't come back? Hell no. No. There is too much invested in this little fluff ball uh, to leave the door open. Actually, the other night, uh, when we got home from tour, we were unloading stuff, and Brandy left the door open, and then Gilbert was outside somewhere, nowhere to be found for a while. And I was freaking out. Like, I was getting pissed. Because I, <laughs> I was like, dude, if your cat is gone, one, you're going to cry for weeks. Two, I'm going to have to get another cat. But three, he's not going to be Gilbert, so he's still not going to satisfy you. And I, I was so mad. So we found that he's here. He's alive and well. And I like him. Okay, and we've lost most of the audience by this point. I don't think they're still listening. But um, Actually, uh, Craig, I think that you gained more of an audience by this point. Oh, okay. So, hey, tell me. love that. Okay, so tell me how they awful. Love tell me how awful of a person I am. My neighbor has a cat, had, let's say, past tense, and two dogs. Um, oh, gosh. And so the cat, we actually would make its way into our neighborhood, and our kids weren't scared of it. It wasn't, uh, I forget, oh, Toby. Toby was his name. So we we didn't hate him, and we actually, we allowed him to be on our property. So we were, we were friendly to him. Um, we okay. live in a part of town where there's coyotes at night, and so she forgot to bring in Toby one night, and the next morning I'm headed to my car, I have to say this without laughing because, um, um, because <laughs> your neighbor it, might be listening. No, it's not, I'm not laughing at it. I'm just laughing at me at my, not, this isn't, I'm not, um, laughing that an animal was killed here. Um, but it's just that it happened to me. So I walk outside to my car. She's in her pajamas and she's sweeping up parts of her cat. And I, it's obvious it's Toby's tail. Oh, no. And she's crying, saying, I think Toby was eaten by a coyote. And I was pretty sure by what I looked at, it wasn't a think there. It was a, a uh, it was a definitely gone. So anyways, Jeanette was so embarrassed that I was the one, like her first person. She's like, what did you do? I was like, well, I didn't hug her. Um, you know, I didn't say, hey, there's new, you can get another cat, like, a, you know, for probably a few bucks, but. Hey, God is good. I, I didn't say, at least he's in heaven. I was thinking that was a big meal for that coyote because Toby was a big cat. But, um, so if that was your wife at my house and brought Toby yeah. for a visit and that happened, do you think we'd ever be friends? Yeah. Oh yeah, we'd be we'd be friends. You'd, you but you'd have to hug my wife though. No, if Toby died in our house, like if she brought him and was eaten by a coyote, what would happen? Uh, Not Toby, Gilbert. She'd if, cry. Yeah. Yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, she 
she'd cry and um and there I don't know. I don't know what would happen. She'd be sad. She'd be sad. She'd be she'd probably give you crap for the rest of your life. Okay. And I did have a dog once she'd named text Trick. You, she, you know what would happen is she would text you old pictures of her and Gilbert Kaylee. <laughs> and guilt, trying to guilt you into feeling some sort of love for her dead animal. Yeah. Well, I'd at least try and piece it back together and stuff it so it could be on her wall so she would never have to, like, forget it. You could buy her um, the Stephen King book, Pet Cemetery and just say, you know, hopefully he comes back. Yeah, anyways, this is way too much we're talking about. I did have, for all those that think I've, I did have a dog growing up named Trixie. I really loved Trixie, and I did. She was a German Shepherd. I was, she was my dog. And when I left for college, she died. Um, my parents got a dog the next day, which kind of pissed me off, because you wow. don't have a dog for 17 years, and, or no, 17, 12 years. And then get another one the next day. And of course, like, anyway, so after Trixie no. died, I just, I could never let myself go there for another animal. So I've stayed away. That's fair. Yes. But there was a time in my life that I connected with animals. Now I just laugh at my friends that have them. And they, especially those friends that I have, they don't have kids yet. So it's getting you guys ready oh, for gosh. a kid. So there it goes. There it goes. Enjoy. Right. Kids are a little more fun. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's all I got. Um, there is a new Levi the Poet sweater that you can buy on his site that has a picture of a cat on it. LeviThePoet.net. No, no, there's not. <laughs> oh, they've sold out because they're so popular. But if he, if you keep hounding him, he will make more sweaters with cats on them. That's right. That's true. All right. Well, Levi, thank you for talking. Thanks, and, for, uh, thanks for letting me. Thanks for the email yesterday that said podcast in the subject and then in the body said, can you do one? <laughs> that was longer than most of my emails, right? <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. That wasn't a, peri a period. Um, it, was a, it was not a period. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, or a question mark. No, but you, hey, did it work? Did, did it work? We're did, here. We're doing it. We're did good. it get you on the, did it, yes, so. I'm saving my Not words. Not only did it work, but it got you to talking about animals. For I'm, like I had to save my words now. for this podcast because uh, we would talk yeah. for so long. This is yeah, this is record record time here. Fifty six minutes. This is the longest we've ever talked. No, dude, we drove for hours together. This I'm joking. I'm this joking. is the longest I've talked to somebody on the podcast, and Dave Vahey's going to edit this and go, dude, this is ridiculous. <laughs> but hey, we got to. Well, we, uh, right. So anyways, i got to keep it under an hour here. Um, so if you're still listening, thanks for listening. Go check out uh, leaveatthepoet.net. Uh, ask him to buy a Christmas or buy a Christmas sweater for him, uh, from him, with his cat on it. So, Levi, that's all yeah. I got. Thanks, Craig. All right, all see right. you, man. Bye. XXXChurch.com presents Craig's Car Ride. XXXChurch.com.